I'd like to talk about a man called Reginald. Reginald Cap, who was born in 1885 and passed away in 1966. Reginald was an engineering consultant and he was also the Pender Professor of Electrical Engineering at University College London and later the Dean of the Faculty of Engineering at the University of London. As an engineering consultant, he depended heavily on information provided by others, and often it was badly presented. And as a professor, he often found the papers written by students were poorly written. They had poor writing skills. And this is what he recalled about that time. It had been decided at University College London to hold a course in the Faculty of Engineering on Presentation of Technical Information. The course was to be at postgraduate standard to cover a whole session and to include both lectures and exercises. I had feared that there might be some difficulty in convincing the students that the course would be worth their while but I had not anticipated any difficulty whatever in making the arrangements for a suitable lecturer. The event proved me wrong in both expectations. From the very beginning, the students welcomed the opportunity provided for them to improve their powers as expositors. They were interested, appreciative, cooperative. But it took me a long time to find a suitable lecturer. The task would have been easy enough if the syllabus had covered the ground of any existing course in English, or if it had been concerned with English literature. There was no lack of English scholars who would be sympathetic to the effort made at University College to raise the standard of technical writing, but they were in no position to know what was required in order to achieve that purpose. Hence, I encountered a good deal of misapprehension as to what was required. I was told, for instance, that the whole of the ground ought to be covered at school. I was also advised to abandon the idea of a special course in presentation and instead to use laboratory reports as the basis for training the students in the art of exposition, going over each student's report sentence by sentence. I was told by the local Department of English the ephemera of technology were of no concern to those devoted to appreciating the eternal values of literature. These suggestions revealed a serious underestimation of the magnitude of the problems that executive engineers or scientists have to solve in the course of their professional work when they are presenting technical information or reasoned argument. These problems simply do not arise in such elementary factual statements as are contained in a student's laboratory report. They are too advanced for the school curriculum. They are not problems in grammar and syntax. They are rarely problems in literary style. They are most often problems in logic and psychology. Teach people to think clearly and they are likely to express themselves clearly. Teach them to think about the person addressed and they will have learnt the first lesson in the art of conveying information effectively from mind to mind. But teach them only how to turn out well-constructed sentences 
and they may fail badly in the art of exposition. With this in mind, I took some pains to clarify my own ideas on the subject and to define and classify those problems in presentation that had given me personally the most trouble. The notes that I had prepared formed the materials for a course of public lectures given at University College. This was in 1948. The response was encouraging. The course had to be repeated in the lecture theatre of the Institution of Electrical Engineers in order to allow those to attend who had not been able to gain admission at University College. This experience made it clear that there is a big demand for help and guidance in the art of exposition. The demand is indeed at the moment much bigger than the supply. The subject is a large one and has many aspects, some elementary, some advanced. There is a field of study here, I feel sure, worthy of a scholar's attention, and one in which many ought to help. And not only did Reginald Cap run these series of lectures, in 1948 he also started the first professional organisation for technical communicators, the Presentation of Technical Information Group. So thanks to Reginald Cap, these lectures and the start of the PTI began a movement towards a profession of technical communicators, towards encouraging the development of standards and encouraging best practice. The PTI, over time, has become the ISTC, the Institute of Scientific and Technical Communicators. And the ISTC continues the work done by Reginald Cap. That includes professional development and standards, research resources, networking opportunities, and the promotion of technical communication as a profession. In 1948, Reginald Cap summarized his lectures into a book called The Presentation of Technical Information. 70 years or so later, we are now firmly in the information age, where effective communication is highly valued and more important than ever. Many of the topics Reginald Cap presented in his book and in his lectures are still relevant today, such as the importance of using correct technical terminology, knowing when to use graphics and diagrams to explain a concept, and the importance of editing your work. And as part of the celebrations of the anniversary of this book in 2018, the ISTC published the fourth edition of Reginald Cap's book. If you're interested in knowing more about the ISTC, visit our website istc.org.uk or contact us by email istc at istc.org.uk.